Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and you're listening to Sweet 206. My guest this week is a young entrepreneur named Chris Hall. I met Chris at his Hustle NYC event and was very impressed with everything that he's involved in. We talk about how he got his start, his business, and where he's going next. I hope you enjoy our conversation. You put this out on Anchor only? Anchor, iTunes, uh, Gcast, Overcast. I I forget which. What's Gcast? Google? Yeah. Something like that, Didn't but, even know that but putting putting it on Anchor, it distributes it to all, all the other platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Oh, let me change that. So, Chris, I met you at you and Sarah Dietschy's Hustle event, NY. Hustle NY. Mm-hmm. We went to the after party, and yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with how you were able to put that event together. And then I remember that's where we linked up. We switched Instagrams and just started talking and then mm-hmm. started looking into your stuff. And I noticed that you're involved in all types of things. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this guy, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I'm, I'm very interested as to like how you even got to your position, you know, like what, what's, what's your story, man? Um, so I was born in New York City. I was born in Manhattan. Um, I'm 24 now. Oh, so- you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, here you <laughs> How old are you? How old do you think I am? Oh my god, twenty, twenty-five. Okay, so I just turned thirty-one. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, you could be twenty-six or seven, but thank you. Wow. Okay. Thank you. But yeah, um, you're young, dude. So, uh, yeah. So I was born in Manhattan. Um, went to you know school and everything here my whole life. I went to. Uh, I went to a film high school in Queens. Okay. Uh, it was like it was like a imagine like a college film curriculum basically, but in high school, um, it was pretty similar to a college film experience. And uh, I, I I did that, and I became a professional photographer on the side of that. Um, so I was really good at making films. Um, and but then I on my own I learned photography, um, and I ended up doing pretty well in that um, for a sixteen year old. Like I, I was shooting for like MBA. I was shooting for like. Carmelo Anthony at 16 yeah like Netflix shows comedy specials and stuff like that um with my friend who was doing the video so he 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 was working directly for Carmelo Anthony's website at the time and uh they needed someone for stills he was doing video so he recommended me we were the two like most engaged people in the whole high school basically like we would literally stay there like every night after school was over till like 9 10 p.m like we were we were those guys no, like but in the editing lab. But that's what you got to do, man. Yeah, yeah. No, we had like no life, and it's just like now, I still have no life besides dude, work. So that's I was Patrick was on the last podcast, and that's what we were talking about. Like, dude, it's just constantly we're just working. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. So, so I I did that. Um, I um, the other the other main thing I did as a as like uh around that time was I actually sang in this group. It's a nonprofit organization called the Young People's Chorus of New York City. It's a chorus. Um, and it's like, it's a chorus, but there's a stigma with choruses that they're like bad and like not successful. Like this one was like one of the best in the world. Um, we toured internationally, sang for like the president, the pope. Um, we did it like international tours to Japan for a month. We went. I went to Japan for a month to 23 cities in 30 days. Wait, wait. So um, how, how did this core group, choir group get mm-hmm. put together? Well, it... it it started. It started because this the founder Francisco Nunez. Um, 
he he wanted to he wanted to bring basically kids of different backgrounds like cultural you know racial economic backgrounds together through music because music is like a really good way to do that um, 100%. and uh it just it's been 30 years since then so it's so it's the 30th it. anniversary this year but but that 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 got me into music seriously and we did like serious tours like i said um across the world and everything so uh when that was over you kind of graduated high school um i stayed for a few more years after as like a artist in residence they call it like a ringer um to help the other kids because i was still in new york and there were a few of those um but i also was working i also ended up working for them at the time so i was working like directly with the founder and the kind of i would say marketing department but there wasn't really a marketing department at all so um, I, uh, I, I, w- I was basically doing all the photo, video, and social media internet stuff. What, um, year, what year was this? I was like 17 or 18 at, that, at the time. Oh, what year, what year is that? Um, that would be six years, like 20, 2011, 12, 13. Okay, so you were running basically that whole company. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, I was doing... Uh, That's they, a lot, they, man. They, they, had a, they had a dedicated concert photographer, but... Um, but I was doing all the other like, in-house photography and making films that were like promotional films for the concerts and uh, also shooting all the live shows that weren't like the main four shows. We do 150 shows a year. Dude, props to you. 150 for, a year. That's what I'm saying. Props to you for so, even being able to do that. That's a lot of work. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did that and it, it was fun. But uh, but um eventually I eventually I left because it's just, I mean, there I, I'm not not going to work at a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now. But that's a great um, experience though, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and uh, I I hope to be, you know, I would stay involved with them for a long time, but that got me into music and kind of working more as a as a, a a day job thing, but uh that was my that's that was my only job basically my whole life working part-time at a nonprofit. I, I worked like, I worked, I worked, I, my only other job was I worked at Hollister, the clothing company for like one, uh, two months. Hollister. But <laughs> when I was like, it was in like 2011, but I basically only had that one job at the chorus. So um, then after that is, is when I kind of got, so I, I, I went, I went to college for like half a semester in 2012, but I, I left because photography, I was able to do photography and I didn't want to be in school. Um, and then I tried again in 2014. I went to Hunter College in the city, okay. city university. Um, and then in 2014, I went back there for another half semester and did this and left again because college, college is whack. Were you just not feeling it? <laughs> that you college just, is whack. You're just not feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, 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 I was, if I was admitted to some prestigious, amazing college, it'd be a different story. Trust me. Like, I'm... That I I would love I, w- I would have loved to go to you know Harvard or whatever but I mean for Hunter hell no it's not worth it and no city university is worth my time and then also at that, like at that point when you're you were at sixteen and you were basically like a professional photographer at yeah. that point and and you saw you were getting exposed to that that field and you were able to make money and then you're right. going to college and yeah I mean honestly the thing about college is just that the the teachers were great. Were fine. Most most of them, most of them were fine, and some of them were great. I would say. Um, but uh, and this is at like a city university, so it's not it's not, not not a bad school by any means. It's pretty good school actually. Um, but um, uh, the the other students were just such a drag on, really? on me. Like that's that's what that's what just killed me. I'm like I I can't associate with these people. Basically, it's like it was that bad. Like 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 these people just had no goals whatsoever. I think it's important that you were able to like realize <laughs> their goal was to their goal was to pass the class and go home and like sleep, you know. 
I think it's really important that you realize that though, that, that you're yeah. able to be like these people that I'm surrounded by, I, I can't have that kind of, Mm-hmm. those kind of thoughts or energies around me and in some cases some of the classes like the, most of the most the bigger the bigger classes were 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 good in terms of the teachers were good like economics and so, political science stuff like that but some some of the smaller classes had teachers that i was like how is this person allowed to teach actually i i never would have thought i would think that but i'm like this, no, I'm this sure. like if someone was if someone from the like i took this computer science class where like i was almost I was answering like half the questions to class and some, and, and it was clear that this, the teacher didn't know some of this either stuff that I knew, which shouldn't be the case. So, and I'm not even that, I mean, I'm tech. I mean, okay. I own a tech company, so I'm more, more technical than most, but I'm not like a developer even. Um, you own a tech company? Yeah. Dude, see, this is, I'm so glad that you don't, I'm just interested to see how like you got involved in everything. I mean, our, our company is a tech company, you know, at the oh. core. So okay, so then um, you you went back to college a second time, yeah, and then you also like decided to just yeah leave from there. And, and yeah, then, I and went then... back because I don't know, maybe I gave into some peer pressure. I, I don't even remember, but but uh, but I I did it again, and it's just the same thing. I I just have no motivate. I just had no motivation to be there at all, and I I didn't see how it was helping me at all. And I think I think that's probably one of the better decisions I've ever made. No, I mean, man. even now, I feel like, I mean, there are pe- people who I went to, people who I, I like graduated high school with or around the same age that maybe I didn't go to high school with them, but they were around the same age going to college. Yeah. They, they, some of them are like still in school. Yes. Like in getting their master's or whatever. I'm yeah. like, you guys are still in school? Yep. Like I've done so much. <laughs> I've been working for like six, seven years since you, since you went in. Like wow yeah some and i just i just hope that they it's worth it for them because they took a long a lot of time yeah there's it school's not for everybody right like some people just don't see don't don't see it and like it doesn't just work for them and then mm-hmm. i think people just have way more and some people have more ambition than others yeah because this i talk to patrick about this sometimes and i'm like dude sometimes i wish i had like a normal job uh-huh. you know like a normal job that you know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen every day but then I know I don't really want that either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that as much as I. Yeah, like, no, I mean, yeah, it, the, it, the, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. The same, it's kind of a similar way to, to how I think about like entrepreneurship, because to me, after being after after working for myself, even though it hasn't uh, I it hasn't brought me any insane riches or anything at this point, right? Yeah, <laughs> like like nothing. Like it's barely brought me nothing. Like because I sacrificed because I like put it all into the business, right? I've I've literally gotten almost no personal gain for like last five six years working on my own shit. Um, like if but, you measure monetarily, but yeah, I think like all yeah. this experience is great for you. That's man. right. You, that's you know right. What I mean, like that, that that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, but um, by like uh, living standards or financially nothing, like literally nothing. Fast five six years, but but after it, going through this experience and and doing that, it's like I, I could. Ne- I, I think it's so foolish if to work for someone else. I agree with you, and, man. And 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 you know you don't you don't understand it until you like go through it. And and I see someone. I I meet my I see my friends who I don't have that many friends who aren't entrepreneurs to be honest now, but I I know people who are who are um you know they work at a nine to five for some like you know whatever like agency or some something insert agency name whatever <laughs> yeah yeah VaynerMedia or some shit no i'm just kidding um yeah. they're cool no, they uh, but some, some 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 other boring job basically and and uh uh i'm like it's it, it's like they're a slave 
to yeah. someone else and yeah. and you're literally working for someone else's success and when and i can see that from the outside and it's just the craziest thing to realize that people do that it's just like well, how would you ever do that sometimes that <laughs> i mean well but i guess why is because they can't do the alternative and they're not willing to do, try it i think it's the not willing to try it is yeah. what it is because I some feel, people are very capable but they just don't want to take the risk yeah man they're they're not sure and i think that's what's important about surrounding yourself with different people you know what i mean yeah. like you need to expose yourself to different people and if you have a different kind of set of goals you need to explore and find people that have similar goals so that they could kind of help you go yeah. in, in in that direction that you want to if you uh, like i guess I, I should finish your question your first question with the with my story, story. Right? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah so just to finish that um oh yeah so that's the second time right. college the second time of college so so in between that i met my, my co-founder what our company is now um, his name is Muhammad Mosayed and uh, I met him in like 2011 or something. We met, we went through a, a mutual, a mutual friend from my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we met up, we met up in an Apple store and, and then, and then, um, from there we, we started working together and, and, um, uh, they were originally, so it was him and these two other guys who used to, who were original co-founders, but now, since then have left, they left like two years ago. Um, cause they, they weren't cut out for, for the life. Um, it happens. They removed themselves, which is good. But, but, um, basically they were working on or had, they were, they had, it's more of the idea stage at that point, a little bit of development, mostly idea. It was, it was a product called iSwap and it was basically a local version, a local version of, um, Craigslist, like a local, uh, uh, how would you? I'm so old. I'm so old. I don't even remember how to describe it. Like it's it's basically basically a smarter version of Craigslist, right? Okay. That where where you can you can uh, where you can post items and we connect people based on location Got and it. when they can meet up and their schedules and stuff like that. Um, so like a smarter version of Craigslist and like hyper local to where you are, um, like in the same block in the same neighborhood stuff like that. Um, it's it's equivalent to what like. Um, uh, uh, like current apps, like current buying and selling apps are today. Let the go, big let go and uh, offer yeah, up, offer up, yeah, yeah, Stuff exactly, like okay. exactly. So we 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 were working on that like um, in 2011, seven years ago. Dude. So so that was the original idea, but but basically we wanted to drive. Um, we wanted to start off with sneakerheads as a market. So we uh, so um, 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 my mm. co-founder Mosiad uh, was working on. Uh, basically worked on and built uh, the first version of Kickster just on his own. Um, and it was basically, you know, a sneaker release dates app. Um, yes. And then that basically got um, so many downloads over the past, over the next few months that we just started, that we just switched the whole company to that practically. I'm a huge fan of sneakers. <laughs> and so, so you started Kickster, the sneaker um, app. Yeah. So we did. I mean, my, my, yes. my, my co-founder, it was completely his idea to build it as a way to drive sneakerheads into our kind of community you mm-hmm. know into our company um to lead them to iswap but that mm. but but that got that ended up getting such good downloads doing nothing we got like forty thousand downloads across a few months which is doing nothing that's that's in- incredible um people have people way overestimate how many downloads like apps get in the app store like oh, if, if totally. you get if you get two thousand in a day you're like top 50 apps in the category most categories top 50 yeah so we we got we got up to like top 20 between like Dude. 220 was our range pretty much. Um, and uh, we basically, you know, di- uh, built that out over 
two years and added every feature under the sun to it. We we built a full social media platform around sneakers. Is is Kickstarter still up and no, growing? No, so I'll explain why. Because so basically we, we added, I've, I've heard of that app. I've had it before. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like a while. Yeah. Back. Yeah. We had, we got around like four a little bit over four hundred thousand downloads. I think that's why when when who told me somebody told me they were like oh yeah he he's the co-founder of Kickstarter. I was like what? That's, oh, that's wild. Cool. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So um. Yeah, uh, uh, so um, basically we ha- we added so many features. We added like um, we had a full social media platform, so you could post pictures of your shoes, your fat, your outfit, whatever. Get comments, get likes, DM people. Um, it, it, there was a profile system. Like we built that DM system from from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, we put in like two years of development into it. But basically, we had a we had a problem where it didn't it didn't have the 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 focus that it originally had and. It wasn't really doing anything for our company, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't making us money. It wasn't growing the community really. Um, it wasn't doing as well as we wanted to. So basically, we took it down to, to rework it. Um, and uh, during that time, which was like we took it down like um, late 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, during that time, we came up with an idea for another product called Showroom, which we're building now and is about to come out. Yeah, you were. We were so, talking. We were and talking then a little we'll bit about relaunch that. Kickstarter, and we'll have both Kickstarter and Showroom. Got it. So Showroom is a is a website where you can make your own fashion brand in That's in cool. less than five minutes. In less than five minutes, and no money up front, no production experience, no shipping, nothing, no point of sale setup. It's just the ease. Like it's like making a post on Instagram. I think it's. I think it's that's like what, magic. Exactly, like magic. It feels like magic. That's that. I think that's always the keyword when it comes to these these apps or anything that's becoming more and more like everything nowadays is commoditized, right? Like you can you can buy and sell stuff on eBay instantly. Mm-hmm. Now you're the app that you're talking about, you can start a fashion line instantly through an app. And then This work, is actually a website. Through a website. But it, it works on the phone too. Yeah, and then so so you set up the point of sales, everything is mm-hmm. shipping, delivering. Yeah, that's right. So so basically you come with a uh, you come with your idea, right? And then you you um, you upload the you upload you upload the artwork and you choose your product line based and and our whole product line is like pieces that are already used in streetwear and like Kanye merch and like yeah. antisocial social club uses it yeah. and Supreme uses it people, stuff like that. So it's like very tailored. Um, and uh, basically, after you choose your product line, it, we automatically generate you your own website. So there's there's no there's no setup at all. There's like literally not even one button clicked for the setup of the site. Um, and then you have that. You can send it out, put it on your Instagram bio, whatever, or however you want to get it out. Um, we even give you marketing images. We generate you images with your products and stuff Sick. for swipe ups. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, and, and, and then um, uh, when you get a sale, uh, we make it and ship it for you. It's really that simple. Do you store the their their product too, or no? It's all on demand. It's all on demand. Got it. Yeah, that that that's how we can make it so that you don't need to put up any money up front for any. You you could literally make a make a showroom never sell one thing and never pay, or you could sell one thing and make ten bucks or whatever. Dude, that's or sick. you could or you could sell hundred thousand. Exactly. You know, dude, the way I feel like the way your mind works is is just different from a lot of people. Like we were talking about where. Like the nine to five people, you know, like right. they have ideas, but they never kind of execute. And it seems like you're executing, man. Like, 
I feel like you're getting involved in the right places at the right times. I think yeah. I mean, I think um, the the other reason why we really like the showroom idea is because is because of the people that we know, like all the YouTubers and stuff. That's what I was gonna. That's where I was yeah, gonna steer and, towards is how and, you got involved. And in you that. see, not not just not. Just, I'll totally get into that story. And it, but it's not just like this. Isn't just for, uh, a use case for like YouTubers or influencers or celebrities um, or companies. It's it's really it really actually came from knowing a lot of other young creators that are not youtubers or anything um but they, ha- they want to start their own fashion line or i get a, mm-hmm. a dm about because they see we have a fa- we had a fashion line for a little bit um what was the name of it it's called kickster collection it was okay like, it's like kickster merch basically got it um and uh, uh they would ask me you know do you have any advice on like starting my own fashion line how do you do it how do i make shirts and like i could i could give them the email to the factory or something but that's not going to help because no. it's a million steps yeah and like uh, do you have a a thousand dollars to put up for inventory right now, like liquid cash in your wallet, you know, probably not as if you're, if you're a kid. Um, and if you do, and if even if you do and you save up or whatever, it's, that's really risky. So it's, is no, no good way to do it. And it's very political and it's very, very difficult. And you need to be an entrepreneur basically. Like you need to make it your full-time job to do that. Um, I made, and I, that's like, like I made the fashion brand without, any experience because it's like I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna die trying type of attitude. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't that hard for me, um, but it is is a very hard for 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 the average kid. So yeah, it really totally. came, came from that. But then it had the added benefit of, wait, we know all these YouTubers who are struggling with merch solutions. Some don't have any because they're so bad, and some are some are some are doing it but not happy. And it's like, oh, this is like perfect for them. It's a market, so, man. There's a market so for now, it. basically, our our client we call our customers like clients. They're basically clients because they have their own customers. So like our clients are, ba- are are this is not out to be clear. It's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but our our clients will be kind of divided into, um, you know, creators without an audience, probably young creators without an audience, no money, nothing, no experience. Um, we have solutions perfect for them. Uh, there's also the influencer slash celebrity. So even if if you have 25k 50k 100k a million 10 million or if you're dj Khaled or whatever um you can you can use this and it's the same it's basically the same underlying tech it's just a slightly different solution and how we the experience we can give and like got it um and stuff like that and then there's a version for companies which is kind of less lesser we're not going to push it that much because it's not it's not as important as the 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 creators and the youtubers and stuff i think Mm -hmm. but we'll still have it because um hopefully it can give us money to uh support the other two no of course clients. So. and then um uh yeah so so it it it, it works for for, for all those people dude you're making me want to start a merch line everyone does if it was easy <laughs> enough you know what exactly you know what i mean the fact that that's what's sparking my interest i'm like oh shit this sounds yeah. easy i might i might do this yeah yeah i mean all you all you need to do is like work on your graphics your vit and your vision like and that's the fun part then the other fun parts like doing the photo shoot and making the Instagram or whatever. You're taking care of all the logistics. all the stuff in the middle is all the stuff, the stuff in the middle is, is is gone. Stuff that nobody wants to do. Yeah, it's it's like it's <laughs> it's like it's like you can you can like have imagine like you you and your friends are in like uh, in like high school you're like 16 like freshman in high school and you have this idea for fashion line like a Monday, you can like have samples by the next Monday. Dude, that's great. You know, like if That's you're fast great. enough or you and or like you could be doing you could be, let's say you have the idea on a Monday, like you could like, you know, come up with the graphics and everything and do it that week. And then by like the next week, you'd be doing like a photo shoot with the samples. 
there's always money to I be make made. Them Instagram and stuff. There's always money to be to be made and stuff that nobody wants to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that process would take around probably like six to eight weeks without us. Yeah, man. Instead of one week, you guys are making it really simple and commoditized. And, and the whole thing. even even if you did the same thing uh, and try to do it on Shopify with an app or something, yeah. it's still too complicated for the average person. Only entrepreneurs use Shopify for a reason. It's thirty dollars a month commitment. Even if you don't sell anything, um, it's it's a it's a lot of setup. You have to set up your own site with all the modules and stuff. You have to add the products manually. You have to connect apps That's for coupons or whatever. And and that that right there, everything you're describing is why everybody, most people, stick to their nine to five. Right. Do you know what I mean? Nobody yeah. wants to, nobody wants to put in the legwork. Yeah, and I think I think that this is definitely going to make some entrepreneurs. I feel like this product hundred percent. You know, which is cool too. No, that's that's awesome that you're enabling that, and I think that's just the. Again, it shows that I feel like you you're you're thinking differently than than the average person. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't know, I I don't, I I think it's just um, <clears throat> you, you got to make life worth living. You know what I mean? Like, what, totally. what, what are you gonna do? Just chill? That's <laughs> what know? a lot of people just want to do is just chill and watch movies, it. watch TV. I, I but I I wouldn't I would feel good doing that if if I was doing something else. Then of course, they're like okay, now I ha- can have a second. I, I'm I'm I think that makes sense, but. To, to like work to like work a day job for someone else and then need and then you feel stressed by that so you need to relieve it by doing nothing basically yeah it's weird or just doing leisure it's it, it's kind of weird if you think about it it is and, and also it's like it's like I want to like I want to die like a legend you know <laughs> like, like like to myself you know totally. like like just for myself like I want to die knowing like wow I really did everything I wanted to do or like I really tried or you I put guess. it all, all on the table. You oh, know that's what just I mean? the point. It might as well be in the ground right now. <laughs> exactly. I, I. It's interesting how you said that. You know, it's it's weird, but to a lot of people, man, you said it's weird if you think about it. And I feel like a lot of people aren't really thinking about that. They're in mean? the matrix. Yeah. They're totally stuck in the matrix of what every every. Uh, it's very difficult to. It is, man. To to come out of 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 the of, of the of the matrix or whatever you call it because. It, it, when you're told from birth yep. that this is how you do it, it's very difficult to change that. Think about oppression. Think about oppression in immigrant in immigrant um, neighborhoods and stuff yep. like that. Like, it's you know, my co-founder is from Bangladesh, right? So he 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 moved here when he was like a bait, like one year old. So he's he's he's, he's American, much Ameri- he's as American, American as you can get, right? But yeah. but still, he lives in like a like in, in Jackson Heights, and even you know, I'm I live in Harlem, and like there's different like. You know, neighborhood, you know, Chinatown and, yep. you know, uh, place in Queens and Brooklyn, like, like people oppress each other. You 100%. know what I mean? And it happens, it happens, it happens um, with those like communities from se- se- different countries, but it also happens just on a whole, on a macro scale, you know, like people in general are kind of oppressive, I think, um, in that they don't want you to, they don't want anyone to be more successful than them. And oh. that keeps the net, the net output lower. Yeah, I was talking to my friend about this, and I feel like a lot of people don't even like talking about their own successes to a lot of people because nobody really like gives you a pat on the back. You know what I mean? People are kind of, they, they're like, "Oh, you did that? Oh, that's cool," and then right. they kind of just brush it off. For for me though, the thing that bothers me is just like the general, the general uh, just lack of encouragement. No, exactly. They don't give you that. They, they don't, and, and you don't believe it's possible because of that. Yeah, totally. And even 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 me or or people I work with, like at some at some points you fall into a trap where it's like 
is this possible? And I, I, I think it is, is no one's tried it. You know what I mean? Or, or no one wants to try it. Or nobody you know has tried it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like, and then I feel like that's where you have to surround yourself around people yeah. that are willing to when, try when you're, If you can grow up in an environment where it's like everyone tells you, you know, you could do whatever you exactly. set your mind to, basically. That's powerful. Yeah. You, you don't know what could happen then, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about YouTubers? Yes. Yeah. Like, because okay. I when when I, so I, I know Sarah, she, I used to, when I worked at Beam, uh-huh. Sarah stopped by and I, I was a fan gotcha. of Sarah because I remember, I remember when I first heard about Sarah's when Casey shouted her out. Yeah, yeah. And then I just watched her channel just like explode. I was like, oh my God, that like, yeah. that influence is crazy. What I liked about Sarah is that she, she got the, she got the boost right from like 4,000 to 40,000 mm-hmm. in a day, but she, She's at 340 now. Dude, her content she is... She wrote it out. Her content is... She's not riding that at all. It's dope as... Point, yes, her know? content is dope as hell. I remember watching like all her creative spaces. Creative it's, Spaces TV. Dude, I just... I was like, yo, she's killing it. Like, yeah. I would love to do that. You know what I mean? Like, just Her content's her, great, and she's really consistent at it, and she yes. puts in the work. You know, She's dedicated her whole life to it, and it shows. So how did you get involved with all the YouTubers? Um... Let's see. I, I, I guess I guess I could start with Jack because coin. You know, yeah, Jack coin. Yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to I Jack coin. That's, I guess because that's the homie, man. I'm thinking because that's how I met Sam. And, shout out to Sam. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sam right there. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, let's see. All right. So I know Jack's brother. I sang with Jack's brother in the group. In the how group? crazy is that? Okay. In 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 the, in the in chorus, the chorus. <laughs> we went on tour to Japan together. What? Okay, so this, so that's Kieran, where this. Kieran Coin, shout Kieran out Kieran Coin. Coin. Yeah, shout out to Kieran, man. Coin. It's the homie. So, do you know Kieran? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He he helped with some Casey videos yes, and stuff. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. He was the Yeti in that one video where he like you like poured water on Casey or something. In in the I wasn't there for that, but in, in the alleyway, yeah, in the, in the alleyway, alleyway, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's ice bucket challenge or not, but um, yeah. So I know I knew Kieran, um, and then but anyway, I I just knew Kieran. I didn't. He didn't introduce me or anything, but I, I, I hit, it was like at the beginning of Beam, um, I definitely knew, I, I mean, I, I knew about Casey since he had like 300, 300K. Yeah, man, me I too. I was, that's but, when uh, I was a fan of him, I'm, like I'm, huge you know, fan. Because like Still I was a bike commuter as well and in New bike York. Bike lanes and, and. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I bike commuted every day to the, my job at the, the chorus. So um, at, in Lincoln Center and I'm, I live in Harlem. So. I bike comedian. That's how I probably. That's how I probably found his his content. Okay. Um. But uh. So so I I knew about Casey like from when he was like two or three hundred k subs I think, but I first my first point of contact what I think was Jack because when they were starting Beam, um I don't I don't think I knew anyone relate I don't think I knew anyone working with Casey or anything at that point uh, uh, um except Jack, and um. Uh, I reached out on Twitter, and I at that point, oh yeah, yeah, at that point I was working with Carmelo Anthony. Okay. <laughs> so I was like shooting him, at, and and because of my friend who did the video, remember? So um, I, I was shooting with with him at uh, like private events, like um, IWC watches. He was doing a okay. thing there, like Boys and Girls Club stuff like that. Um, and then um, I, I only ended up doing a, a few events with with him in, in person, but those were like the two the one of the, two of the two of the two of the main ones. Still, those are big events, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then I got a lot of content out of it. Yeah. Um, and then um, so I did that, and I, I I was talking with Jack on Twitter DM, 
and I was like, do you want to get Carmelo Anthony on beam? So I got, I ended up getting like Carmelo Anthony's family on beam basically. Dope. Um, and uh, like his, like his, like his brother or something who like manages Lala. So, so wife. you pitched, you pitched beam to Carmelo's family or like, yeah, <laughs> dude, good yeah. looks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, I don't know how it worked out, but I know, I know, I know they did. I think they did onboard them. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I was like, I, I was in the beam beta and and stuff. Like, I, I actually remember. Um, uh, I think I got a beam from like Logan Paul and Casey or on a plane or something. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, who's that other guy? The French guy. Uh, Jerome Jar. Jerome Jar. Jerome Jar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's so, the homie what happened to him? He, I'm, last I checked, he was doing like. He was doing stuff, I think, he in fell the, off the Philippines, or he was doing some missionary stuff. He's doing he... philanthropic stuff. Yeah, philanthropic. All right, yeah cool. he was, he was like providing lights to villages that didn't yeah, have yeah, lights. Yeah. Okay, but he's still active on content? I don't know about if he's active on content, but dude, that's one of the, like, he's one of the nicest people I've yeah, yeah, ever yeah. met in my life. I, I feel like I haven't seen much of him, so. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's he up to? 1.8 million followers. Is he still active? He's still active when, was his late, when, when, when was his uh, latest post? October twenty first, twenty seventeen. So you know, he's like AF, he's AFK. It's it's interesting because he's one of the first people that made me realize that social media is crossing the boundaries to mainstream media. Because I remember watching, uh, I was on Snapchat or something or Vine, and I remember watching him, Mm -hmm. and I saw him at a runway for Zoolander two, and I see Ben Stiller take his phone and start like doing his uh, Derek Zoolander thing. Uh, and I remember watching it, I was like, oh, sh- holy shit, that's a Vine guy. And now he's messing with Ben Stiller. And it like, it crossed that line. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This was a while back. Yeah, and I was like, he's big. I was like, oh shit, social media is becoming. He was a- really big. Social media is becoming a thing. And now yeah. it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I, 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 on, I, I got um, Mellow on Beam. And then I guess, um, I guess I just started developing a relationship with Jack. And I, at that, I, oh yeah, at that point I was also running, um, Snapchat filters for DJ Khaled. What? And do you know what this? No, no, no. I don't. Oh my god. Wait, what do you mean you were you were running Snapchat <laughs> no, filters? I ran, yeah, man. I, I ran like 300 million views of, of filters for him. It was like the it was like the biggest like the highest performing Snapchat filter run by an individual on the platform. Wait, history. what do you mean you were running filters to him though? Like I made the filters from my house for Khaled. For Khaled. Yeah. How I, did you get that? Like, like without his permission or they didn't know. I just started making them, um, and he ended up using them. How were you able to get them to him, though? <laughs> they're on they're on the live Snapchat platform. So he was there. I knew where he was going to be. Um, I have a whole section on my website if you want to look at them. God, if you even yeah. pull them out now, I don't know if you want. What? ChrisHall.nyc, and then go to projects. That's wild. Pro- go to projects on the top. Yeah, that was it. So you were... Oh, yeah, yeah. You were making just Snapchat uh, filters. You can scroll down to examples. Yeah. Can you see this? Yeah. So you were making these. Kickster. And he was using them. Yeah, that's his account. DJ Khaled, Kickster Party Las Vegas at Live. I wasn't there. There was no Kickster Party. You were just making those. I made that from my house. I was asleep. And he was using them. That's right. Even he, though there was it, no Kickstarter party. He used it hundreds of times over a few months. Even if there was no Kickstarter party, he was just using it. That's right. 
Did you see a huge... This is, this is the number one highest performing Snapchat filter executed by an individual on the history of the platform, as far as I know. So did you see... I got... A- I got you see the CPM there. Um, but I got, like, in total, like, a quarter of a billion views on the filter. So it did you see Kickster. a huge boost to We saw Kickster? a big boost in downloads, yeah. Dude. Props to you, but homie. that's like that. That's like how I. That's how I got involved with like Gary V and shit. Okay, wait, wait. So, so back to Jack. So, so <laughs> back, to, yeah, yeah, back to Jack. I was running Snapchat filters for Khaled, so mm-hmm. I told about told that to Jack, and then I was I was um I was uh just seeing how I could give value to you guys, and we were I was I was pitching that maybe I could help with uh uh running filters for VidCon, beam filters for VidCon. Okay. At the time. And we didn't end up doing it. We didn't end up doing it for whatever reason. But um, eventually, I, I basically got these. Basically, uh, Tesla was opening up a store in Brooklyn. Um, and uh, I got, like, tickets to it somehow. I have no idea how. I don't, I don't own a Tesla or anything. <laughs> but anyway, I had, the, I, had the, I had these two um, invites to it. Um, so I invited Jack because I didn't really know anyone else like, who was, mm-hmm. like, into, like, Teslas. Um, uh, I, I said... Um, do you want to come and like if you want you can bring someone from the office like I don't care because uh, I have two tickets and then he ended up bringing Sam so Sheffer. I yeah Sam Sheffer so at this point Sam has like 3,000 subscribers on YouTube or something um, I knew who he was but um, but I but uh, I, I I have this very like, uh, alright I have a really good strategy with, with approaching celebrities okay or, or not not the all right, Sam's not a celebrity. Let's be clear. Sam's doing his thing, though. <laughs> but, Sam's but, doing his thing. But I'm saying people who might think that they're popular. Okay. It's it, it's it's that is what I mean. Like if they have a following, you know, some people have like two thousand followers. Yeah. They're like hot shit, right? So um, people who might think they're they're uh, uh, popular or famous or something. Like I I I'm re- for some reason I'm very good at approaching these people and making them think that like I'm not a fan and et cetera. And that's why. It's, it worked with Cal and I've done it with like Kanye's team and Travis Scott and everything like that. But so wait, you've worked, worked with Kanye's team and I've worked with Mike Dean, his producer. Yeah. Interesting. Um, on the Travis Scott tour. But, but the way I do it is like basically I, I acted like I didn't know Sam at all. Okay. I've never seen any of his content. Okay. Because that way there's but you no, have. I did see a few and you knew Not, who he was. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did, I did know, but, um, but when I originally met him, I I acted like I didn't really because then it, it, it creates a more natural kind of relationship. I yeah, feel like, like they're normal um, people. Yeah, and also I don't want him to think I have any context on him because because also it could, it could be wrong. You know what I mean? Like what, what you see wrong. on YouTube is not what happens in real life necessarily. Yep. Um. So uh, I met Sam, and then Sam was like a huge sneakerhead and hype beast, like still is. So we bonded over that a little bit. Not that I, not that I really was, but we had, we had the app, we had Kickstarter, um, and uh, so we we talked about that, and like we went to the Tesla event, and did a, he did a video and stuff, and we just kind of stayed in touch and became really really tight. We you know rode his boosted board together and everything. And then so is that is that where from there it stems from yeah, Jack so, to Sam? Yeah, so from there I started picking up steam with YouTubers, and it was like. Um, I think I met uh, – so I would have met Sarah through kind of no matter what um, if I – because I, I – a lot of a lot of networks converged on kind of Sarah because I knew Sam who ended up knowing her. 
Uh, and I, oh yeah, I offered, so Sarah moved here from Texas and she didn't have her boosted board. And I offered, I offered my boosted board to her through Sam. Uh, but then also I ended up meeting, um, like Gary V team, but that's, that was also through Sarah anyway. So I guess it is through from Sam to Sarah probably. So from Jack, from Jack to Sam to Sarah. And you're just involved with Sarah Dietschy, like John Hill. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. So then from there it's went to like John Hill, her boyfriend, Brett Conti, um, Cody Jensen, and a million other a million other people. Like and it but but you see now it's beyond YouTubers YouTubers. It's like uh artists, like I know the guy, like like I'm like I helped um his name is Ket Nips. He does this art. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a pop up at this at Dotan Dotan Space. Dotan down the street. Mm-hmm. Three nine three. See dude, yo, I you're... linked them up. Um, we we did the pop up there as well. Yeah, man. I, um, when I when I heard about your pop up uh, party and we got invited to it, I was like, oh shit, this is he has dope. An Instagram that has the art too. Yeah, man, and, and it's dope. It's it's legit. You guys did a live podcast with with Sarah's podcast. Yeah, right? that, that was the, yeah that that was all Sarah Dude. on the podcast. But the hustle and why event was the the you know was that that, the... that, that that that's that's me and her produced that. So so is that was that your guys' second event or like fourth? fourth event the third or fourth yeah dude we met we no no we didn't meet i, I mean I, I meant uh i met i met india you know india craig's girlfriend yes. and works at vader media yes i'll ask gary v show yeah alum. Man. shout out to um shout out to them dude yeah um uh i met india at the first like at the negative one hustle and why it's like the precursor to the event which was Sarah's idea at uh, at this at this at this uh, um, she was basically living with this woman at the time in New York and uh, she did an event there at her house and it was like um, it was like a smaller version of Hustle and Why but that ended up being Hustle and Why so basically when I could I, I I took that idea that she had and and found a venue and stuff and then we made it into a bigger event and that was the first Hustle and Why let let people know what Hustle and Why is for for anybody it's, ba- who's, it's who's basically a uh, basically like um a a private event that me and Sarah um produce and co-host and invite everyone to which is basically um like the best creators and entrepreneurs that we can that we know so so it ends up being a lot of like big YouTubers big entrepreneurs billionaires that type of thing yeah man and and you guys are like connecting and letting them network and yeah dude it's, it's just it's really we, interesting we, we what take you're doing, like man. we take like the biggest create like the biggest and best creators we could find it but in New York and whoever is willing to come to New York, like, and put them in one room, basically. Yeah, man, you're you're enabling people. You're enabling people to make those yeah. connections and to it's create. Kind of similar, similar to what you guys are doing at three six eight, but event event form. No, totally, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, that's how I kind of that's how I, that's how I met Sarah, and then uh, so um, so we're doing Sarah's merch. So awesome. she's 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 our our first client in that in that in that kind of space. Colin, could you pull up Sarah? Does she have merch up right now? Uh, no, nothing yet. Not yet. Okay. It's it, it's it's dropping like a week or two though. Nice. The first collection with us, yeah. It's really good, dude. I'm excited to see that. I'm <laughs> definitely. Cool. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that, man. <laughs> um, but that yeah. So I I I I really expanded it from YouTubers to like. Um, I, so because of the Khaled thing, I had a lot of clout in the, in the, in Snapchat and, and like the hip hop marketing scene. And Dude, that's huge. um, I took, I took that and I basically met, um, so, so 
Kanye's main producer is this guy named Mike Dean. Pretty much his main, maybe his second main. All right, maybe there's a Rick Rubin and 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 Mike Dean, but Mike like wrote like he he's you know how do you know Mike Dean? No. Of him? Okay. So so you know how Kanye has a, a started a, a few like five I don't know five or six years ago started to have that like synth sound yes. like in all his so- his songs. Yeah, yeah. That's Mike. From like eight oh eight and heartbreaks. Is yeah. That, is that the album? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But like all the si- all the songs uh, from then on is like a, a lot of them Mike wrote. Um, Dope. And like he's playing the synths on and everything like that. So 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 like for example when um when when there was like the Life of Pablo tour. Yeah. Mike is Mike is the DJ and playing live keys and guitar on the tour. And, and you know this guy's yeah yeah I've been to his house. Dope. And 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 uh, and and um. Uh, same thing for Travis Scott. So he's like he's there's Chase there's Chase B, which is Travis Scott's DJ. Okay. But then there's also Mike right next to him who's playing live guitar and piano. So so I started doing filters for him. Like I was I was backstage um I was backstage at Travis Scott in New York last year, mm-hmm. like with with Mike and Her- and Virgil Abloh and Heron Preston and shit. Dude, you're making the doing, right connections. Doing, doing Snapchat filters there. You're making the right so, connections, man. <laughs> so. It's just you know, I've 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 gotten I've gotten good at that. So wait, how, how did figuring you meet? Out, figuring out how to give value to the people who you who how do you give value to? How did you get involved with Mike Mike Dean? Is that his name? Yeah, I I, I met his I met his like right hand man, basically Dude, at see, a at a random like birthday party for my friend. See, this is why you got to meet people. <laughs> That's why I think it's really yeah. important to meet strangers, yeah. man. Like, but you see, I, I I'm not I'm not you know the the the, the cool thing about the cool thing about like meeting someone like that is not even I don't even care about working for Kanye working with Kanye really or or meeting him or I mean of course I'd like to but I, that's not my goal yeah uh, with it the, I think the cool part is that the other way because now now you're exposed to all the artists that are coming up under him and he's trying exactly. to sign artists and 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 even more the guy who works with him his name is Kez um and he's he was even though Kez led me to work with Mike and Travis, Travis's team, or, or, or whatever, um, it's not. It's really all Mike. It's not Travis's team, but it's Mike as an individual. Like, like be, you know, because I met Kez, um, uh, you know, he's Kez is working with artists and producing, and like he's he's uh, producing for Nicki Minaj and Justin Timberlake, and now, and but those are the big artists. I'm, exactly. I'm even more excited about the all who are coming up, up and coming. Yeah, you know, so that 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 allows me to kind of have have a hand in that. So. Really, I'm kind of at the. It's it's funny. I used to be a music. I used to produce a lot of music in in high school. I used to produce a rapper in high school, in like who went to high school Dope. with us and stuff. So it's funny. Were you like, like were you like pushing CDs and everything? And no, no, just <laughs> just SoundCloud. Gotcha. Um, um, but uh, it's funny. Like now, it, it because you know uh, because of because not because of not going to college and working and stuff and my ability to do this. Like I, there's just I just have so many options if I wanted to do something else, you know, which is cool. Yeah, you put in like the work. I, like I go into music, go into tech, um, even like finance, real estate, all all of which I'm interested in. You have the freedom to do it, man. Yeah. And I, I think it's because of that experience that you were willing to to do and put in the work and yeah, like you said, you had no life, you know, you sacrificed that and yeah, yeah. I mean, like like I said, I, I've I've had um uh negligible personal financial gain or lifestyle gain from from it you like 
uh, um, at all, almost nothing. Um, but on the flip side, it's like all this yeah. opportunity, like I have wealth in other ways, you know, it's like, um, I have wealth of, of the, of the relationships and the connections and the opportunity. And I mean, um, I do still do, I, I do plenty of cool things, you, you know, uh, but they don't require money. It's it's really either you either what I've realized is like either you either you have to pay your way in or you earn it. You earn your way in. Yeah, man. There are there's options. You know, dude. An it's like it's like with uh, think about Gary V, right? Yeah. Like like either you pay your way in by like paying to see him talk, hiring him to speak, doing the four Ds thing where you can go in and pay him ten thousand dollars and sit in on a day at VaynerMedia. Um, what? Or you earn your way in, like like me. Grind it out. I, I I know those guys. I I know I know Gary V's brand director, videographers, business yeah, development, were, everything. I they talk, were in your uh, event. Yeah, they come to the party, and and you know I figure out how to give them value where I can, and they reciprocate. And I I mean I learned learned how to run how to run Facebook ads from Gary V's brand director. See the fact that you brought that up you that know, you're, you're you that priceless. You're, you're looking to give other people value. And that's that's what people are looking for, you know what I mean? And and looking and and uh, but the hard part is really figuring it out, you know. What's good, Colin? Yeah, Are you good? I was just listening to that. Whatever that high pitch sound is, very far out. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. So the the hard part is figuring out. It's not hard to figure out how to give value to like a high school kid, right? It's very hard to figure out how to give value to like. Kanye West producer or DJ Khaled yes or Gary V or Casey Neistat you know yeah. or like like because they've already amassed so many resources yeah, that's they, what's hard they have vast resources if you so. can figure that out see now I had the edge with the Snapchat thing because I know that no one else in the world was doing it like this you know and that gave me that the that gave me the thing to take to them and say hey I want to work I want to do this I'm not asking for anything I just want to do it because it's really cool I, th I think the fact that you're able to pick up that there's potential somewhere and kind of like execute on that. I, I think you're, you're taking advantage of, of your opportunities. And I think a lot of people just don't do that, man. Like That's they true, don't believe, yeah. they don't believe in the potential. You know what I mean? If you, well, they want like immediate results. Yeah. Look at it this way. If, if, if you get really good at, um, if you get if you can become really good at identifying people who you who who you what was whoa. that donation yeah. oh. oh shout out to Kidox. thanks dude what what do you do he donated. wow oh thanks thanks Kidox. thanks Kidox. i really appreciate that dude you know him yeah yeah i played yeah. i played fortnite with him nice I see. yeah i know too <laughs> do you play fortnite yeah you play fortnite oh, and yeah. PUBG. yeah Dope, dope. Mostly Overwatch though. Mostly Overwatch. Mostly me, Overwatch, then the Overwatch, then Fortnite, then PUBG. Do you, I like PUBG and squads, but not solo. It's fucking depressing as well. Do you play League? No. Okay. <laughs> do you I'm, play League? Yeah, I'm trying to get back into it, man. Okay. I'm trying to get back. I played. Into it. I played World of Warcraft and RuneScape a lot. Dude, see, a lot, a lot of people like I think think video video games are for nerds, but then. <laughs> mainstream yeah man you know what i mean for like dude, years yeah dude and i don't know man i'm, I'm a big fan of uh rpgs and mm -hmm. mmos and yeah I'm, I'm a big ass nerd bro i'm a dork <laughs> for that shit i love it um uh, finishing the other sentence though right yeah, yeah. so so um if you can become very good at at at, at uh giving value to people who you think are going to be are going to be successful and maybe 
um, be of some value to you at some point in your life, whether it's just as a friend or business or whatever, um, then you can collect friends really fast. That's what I become good at. Like I like I make fifty plus friends a year, and then see like you're. I think and, that I keep, and that you're also able to see that their potential. You know what I mean? Because right. you're you're looking at somebody, and you're like, oh, this person has potential. Right. And then like you're looking forward, you're looking ahead. Right. And I'm time. saying, oh, this this person I think is gonna, you know. So you're making an investment. Yep. Really, you're making an investment in that person yep. who you think is gonna become, you know, better and keep improving themselves and, and and. There has to be some value that that you that you could receive back in the end, but it doesn't need to be. It could be anything, you know. It's like every relationship is a value exchange, hundred percent, on some level. Yes. you know, um, uh, it doesn't need to be, you know, money or or business, but it needs to be something. It means okay, I hang out with this person, I feel good. Exactly. You know, what I mean, that's that's value. Um, that's actually really good value. That's it really, rare. Yes. You know. Um, so. Uh, if you can find, if you, you, you want to be able to identify that really fast and then, um, figure out really quickly how to give someone value. It's not that hard. You just got to think about them the whole, the whole, the whole conversation. I think the key word there is you got to think, you know what I mean? Dude, a lot of people aren't thinking, man. A lot of people don't think and dude, you can do a lot of things, man. And you'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Um, I wanted to ask you about how, like you were able to start your businesses and like, so did you. Did you get like? Did you get money from people? Mm-hmm. Did you have people invest in your company? Um, yeah, we've raised um, like uh, about one hundred fifty thousand. See, how, how do you go Gosh. about? How do how do you go about raising? Oh, we've money? raised it over the past three years, the, uh, two two and a half three years. Though. So it's you know it's been a, it's been a trickle of I'm, money. Uh, it's not not all at once, but but uh, how do you how, how do you go about raising it? Yeah, like like how do you like? I don't know, man. That that sounds like such a daunting thing. Um, and I think a lot of people would love to hear how you how you how you can it's start a business. Crazy. Oh, I even figured it out. Too you know, like how do you it. how do you do this? How do you start a business? Um, well, you know the most the, the the most important thing is that regardless of any legal status as a business, yeah, that you are doing something that you know is valuable to somebody. You know, that's the most important thing. So start with that. Um, don't don't go about incorporating the business until you think it's something that can can work you know because then because you're only making more trouble for yourself by having a business you have to like file taxes and everything you know so um uh but uh we you know we incorporated our business with like legal zoom it's very easy um and uh luckily i was able to so from from my experience at the chorus which is a non-profit mm-hmm. so I was able to put together, I don't know, this is kind of how my brain works, right? Like, like nonprofits don't profit, right? Yes. They rely on donations. Yes. Donations come from people with extra money or wealth, wealthy people. So, so, uh, or successful people, right? So I knew I had already been developing relationships with a lot of the donors and board members Got it. at the organization. And I did, I did, um, I did photography for one of them. Who had like a private equity fund, um, and he and he was like one of the first people I talked to. I'm like, hey, do you, I'm we're starting this business, blah blah blah. This is what it is. Do you know anyone who could help? And he led us to his name is Adam Lerner. I still need to catch up with him. He doesn't realize how much he said, how much shit he set off. Shout out um, to Adam Lerner. <laughs> but but uh, 
but um, the per the two people he he introduced us to were ended up being one of them ended up being our 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 lawyer our general counsel still to this day. Dope. So um, and then and then and then he I- introduced me to um, a guy who's our advisor, right? Mm-hmm. And then this goes on and on for like about fifty more steps. So that's that's a, d- 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 you just build out the empire like that, and that that's. It's kind of crazy. I I, I tried to. I, I'm still working on this. Sh- I'm I'm trying to build out a visual sheet of every connection I've ever made since the first one. It's huge. Dude, it's like you hundreds of people. I always think like I built a network of like four or five hundred people in the past four years, probably, in business. Dude, from that, it's important. It's so important. It's. I think. I think. I think it's because like, when you start with very high quality people, you get higher high quality people. Of course. You know, it's like if you go to a fucking loser. Like they're gonna give you another loser. You know what Chances I mean? are, yeah. Chances are. So with me, it's like it's me. Like I feel like I have like above fifty percent um, success rate on the introductions because of that. You know, if you introduce me to someone, probably like a half and half chance that we stay in touch instead of like a you know ten percent chance like normal or five percent. Totally. You know. Um, so f- so from that, I was that that's how you kind of build out. Uh, resources it's really a lot of it comes from people building out your network so ask you need to ask people do you know anyone who could help and then they ask them for the introduction and keep doing that um so we built the we built you know incorporating the business is not the hard part but but setting it up legally uh is incorporating is just the beginning of setting up a company as a legal entity right as as, and the, the structure of it like you need to have a capitalization table cap table for short um, which shows who owns he, who owns the whole company, but you also need to decide who owns the company. Like like if me and you start the company, is it 50-50? Is it mm-hmm. 50-50? You know, is it 60-40? Um, so you need to decide that. And once you decide that, even if it is 50-50, you need to, just, you need to have, you need to put that down in your company documents, um, in your cap table. You need to allocate stock for employees and, 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 and uh, advisors and investors. Um, so you need to get, get all your shit together on that side. Which uh, basically costs you a few thousand dollars minimum with a lawyer, which we did. Um, but we did that way, way earlier than almost every everyone I've ever met. We did that. I mean, we did that like f- four years ago at this point. So, so, um, and we've always gotten complimented on that. So, since we spent that money up front there, we looked we looked solid as a company. We looked like we knew we knew what we were doing, um, and we raised like twenty k from. We our first investment was three thousand dollars. See, like, how do you go about our that? Our first investment was three thousand dollars. What did you just ask somebody? Like, hey, this is. It was, it was like a family friend. Yeah, it's like a family friend. And Shout out to family friends. Not dude. that not that they were super wealthy or anything. They they, they just really supported. Yeah. Um. So they they invested three thousand dollars and and then we got like another. I think we got three k. Then twenty. We got twenty k from the uh the ex CEO of Chanel in Brazil, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, That's and then, and then cool. we raised like, an, then we raised like, uh, then it started, I think with our main investor, who's our, like our CFO now, um, was put in over like a, about a hundred thousand over the past two years. And then in, in between there, we raised like another 7,500, another 10,000. Um, we, we, one, one of our investors, like his whole company is space is space except us. It's kind of cool. He, he literally all his other investments. He's in California. All his other investments are like uh, cube satellite propulsion tech. Except for you guys. Yeah. 
And so now your your it company now your company now is uh is showroom. It's 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 showroom and Kickster. Showroom. We still and own Kickster. both. We still uh uh, but we're gonna. You'll see. Within a few months, we'll have both up. So, so when when in a few months is when everything's gonna be up and running. Uh, yeah. So showroom showroom should be out. Um, when when does this come out? This the audio will come out tomorrow. Okay. Cool. Cool. So basically now, yeah. So so showroom um will we're starting like public public but kind of let's say close let's say it's like a closed beta basically okay uh, test uh, in a few weeks. Nice. So. So that's when we'll start with people that we know, and get initial feedback. But but it should be should be should be public for everyone within like two months. Dude, and like again, man, the fact that you're and then Kickstarter probably like three months after that will relaunch Kickstarter. The fact that you're involved with with YouTubers and then like like we talked about earlier before we went live is a lot of YouTubers have are trying to get their merch lineup, you know, and 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 you're saying that there's no real middle ground for that. It's either like yeah. people like Logan Paul. Yeah, and they're having their merch, and it's successful. Or like H 3s merch, right? He, uh, well, Teddy Fresh. Yeah. So, so when you get to a certain level of distribution, the whole game changes, of right? Of course. Like you start making your stuff in large quantities overseas. Yep. You know, um, uh, be, because it's cheaper. Of course. You know, uh, and because the 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 demand is guaranteed there. What people don't realize is that even someone with a, a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, they don't really know how much they can sell, and they might not sell more than a few hundred pieces in a month, or they might sell ten. Yep, it's really crazy. Just like be- you could really fail. Yes. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so with us, um, yeah. So basically, that that's exactly what it is. So like Logan, like I think uh, Logan Paul, they, he makes like I think three million a month on merch. Three. Three million dollars. Three million dollars a month on merch. I don't know if that's revenue or or not, but Dude. but anyway, that's still um, three million. Two to three million, let's say, in profit, right? Even so, if you make five hundred thousand a month, yeah, you know what I mean. Or yeah. off merch. Yeah. So so I and I know some of the people who have like spoken to them about merch, and it's 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 totally it's totally different, uh, totally different game, like totally different business. Like they're doing, you know, much more custom things overseas in large quantities. Like I say, that's not. That's not a solution for ninety nine percent of people on, on the internet. Yep. Um. They want it. They want no risk. Really easy to set up. You know. Uh. Everything like everything like that. So. So that's that's what we that's what we'll offer them. And it's Dude. it's self serve. You can do it yourself. Uh. But also we're gonna come out with a. So, in cases like Sarah Dichi or. Mm-hmm. Other people that I like just like and we want to bring on. Uh. We're giving them like help for free right now because we're just starting and we'll give them some design help and stuff like that just to get them set up. Um, but that's a service we're selling as well to companies. Um, so like a company needs merch, we'll design it and send them samples and everything. It'd be like $10,000 or something like that. Um, and they pay us to do that and then they can buy whatever they want on top of that. And same thing with like celebrities. That's what we're doing. Um, but, uh, it's primarily a self-serve platform. You can come on, everything's free. Uh, no money up front. In, in other words, um, there's only that you only pay for anything when you make a sale. So there's never anything out of your, your pocket. Your pocket, um, and our prices are really good. They're like a, they're like better than better than every other alternative. You make more Dude. money. Like Such like a good even idea, even man. even uh, you know Ninja on Twitch. Yeah. Or like uh, let's, let's use Ninja. Like Ninja's like if they people don't know 
the biggest Twitch streamer in the world, right? Makes like makes like five hundred to a million dollars a month profit playing video games, playing Fortnite. Um, and uh, so he has he has merch with this company called T Public. Okay. And and he makes four dollars a shirt. Profit. On, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a twenty dollars shirt. So they they fix his they fix the cost to twenty, give him four, and then sometimes they even mark it on sale because they have site wide sales. So it marks it down to like whatever, I don't know, fifteen. And the, but point is he gets two. Mm-hmm. So let's say let's say that the sale never even happens and he gets four. Mm-hmm. With us, he would make over seven. Interesting. So 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 like he would make seven to seven to eight dollars. Basically, it's like so he he could double his income overnight yeah. by switching to us, and I could onboard him in one day. Dude, you're that's, so that's that's, that's I, a great idea, man. Like, so I'm going to, like, we're gonna. I'm 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 already I'm already lining up all the Twitch streamers to approach. I I know the I know the guy who um I, I have some connections in in esports that I think will help. Um, esports is gonna be big, dude. Yeah, I met I met I met the guys I met these guys who are like the number one esports consulting agency in New York. They they brought like League of Legends to Madison Square Garden and shit like that. Like they have they have people on they have people on their team who are like uh, owned the development company that Blizzard used for World of Warcraft V one, shit yeah. like that. Legends, legends, legend status. Like they could call up CEO of Riot, like CEO of Blizzard, like crazy. So, so. Um, they might be almost too dis- they might be too high up in a way because yeah. they're they're disconnected from the streamers. Yeah. But I feel like through them and through some other people, um, I know some people. I know a few people at Twitch too. So, uh, but through them, I'm going to try to get to the right people. It's it, it, a lot of the like uh, Doctor Disrespect and Shroud and and stuff are are like managed by agents. Of course. Um, uh, so yeah, a lot I, of people. I really want Doctor Disrespect. A lot of people don't realize that that they that Jesus. these people have agencies that are representing them you know like yeah it's very new yeah man this whole and see that's this is all very new and you're getting involved in like the ground level of all this stuff and yeah so i just like you we were talking about you know you you make an investment in a relationship right like i feel like i want to i know that um esports and streaming is is it's it's big in quotes, right? But yeah. it's not big compared to what it's going to be in ten years. No, like, like, um, like, like. I want to get in on the, like you said, on the ground floor of it. Like, my mom doesn't know what Twitch is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, my mom knows YouTube. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, once my mom knows what Twitch is, that shit, that's so big. So put something like I, I want to be known, and I want like our company to be known as like the people in YouTube YouTubers and Twitch to do merch with. I don't think that's hard. No. I don't think it's that impossible. No, it's not. Um, there's not a lot of people doing that that I know. Of, you right, know I mean? I, I, I'm pretty confident in the YouTube side for sure because yes. like we're starting with Sarah and yes. and and there's plenty more people to do it for and we're gonna get referrals like crazy. Of course, from those people because we're crushing it uh, with them and um and uh, you know they have agents that have more clients yep. and. Um, I think I I really want to be known as like the trusted person in that space and the trusted company in that space, um, and then you know people their fans can use the platform, you know it's great, um, but then also in Twitch like I want to be like the guy for Twitch merch, like because I see people getting ripped off and doing and doing like they'll do fundraisers with like they'll do fundraisers and and use teas to raise money, and like they don't know it but I know that they're getting ripped off. And even when they're raising money for a charity, that's fucked up. 
So I want to fix that. Now I want them to do it with us, where they can make, where we take less money. See, and and there it is again. You're 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 providing value to other <laughs> yeah. people, man. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we we, sh- we should be able to directly poach Twitch streamers and YouTubers from other platforms because we're that much better. Like the product is better. The product is let's be being conservative. The product is equal or better for sure, and you make more money. So it's it should be a no brainer. Dude, I'm excited to see to see your <laughs> showroom. I'm definitely gonna. T- you. I'm definitely gonna try it out. 100%. Yeah, go for it. There's no, there's no, no risk. Who knows? You might make. You might sell some stuff. Yeah, exactly. You, you could make. You know, merch for this podcast. Yeah. So is it only merch for three six eight? Is it is it only like like t shirts? Could I do like other uh, things like mugs? It's, it's uh um right now it's it's all it's it's all apparel. Yeah, so it's so like it's, it's apparel. It's okay. like t shirts, uh, long sleeve tees, um. So sweatshirts, do do hats? sweatshirts, no hats yet, but soon. Yeah. Um. But basically, all like the all the like basics of, basics of a streetwear line. Got it. Yeah. Hats are difficult because um in the embroidery is you, yeah. There's no way to do that without risk right now. Yeah. Without upfront cost. Dude, it's crazy how big esports are getting because it made me think of it because you you said you mainly watch uh, you mainly play uh, Overwatch. Yeah. And I think a few months ago, I just found out that. Overwatch has there's an Overwatch league. Yeah, and I'm going to the grand final, dude. It's in like two months. This is another thing that made me re- realize that video games are, or another new thing is crossing over to the mainstream, which is video games. Is that the <laughs> owner of the Mets owns New York's Overwatch team? Yeah, I'm like, dude, that which is the best Overwatch team, by the way. See, They're all Koreans. There's, so there's <laughs> states. There's states in America that have Overwatch teams. Cities. 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 Yeah, it, it that that's inspired by. I really like what they're doing with Overwatch team. League. Uh, actually, one of my major goals in business is to, like own it, Overwatch League team or or some some esports team. I really want it. I, I think I'd be a sick owner. <laughs> Dude, you should you should definitely aspire. I think mean, I'd be dope. You I think it'd be it. so fun too. Um, or honestly, it just it, it, I don't know. It's a lot. The problem is there's so many things I want. You know, I want to do, and I'm sure you want to do, and so many things to do. <laughs> There's a lot. Like, like honestly, like, all right, random things that would be cool doing, right? Like being like a captain of a boat. I think that'd be so cool. Captain of a boat. That's lit. pretty dope. That is pretty fuck, dope. Fuck tech, YouTube, everything. Just show on your boat. Uh, especially if you can get in like private yachting. Oh, yeah. Captain of a yacht? Get, that'd be dope. They definitely make bread too. Captain yeah. of a yacht. Yeah. And they you have like bread. no expenses because you live on the water. And then um, other things like I think it'd be I think it'd be sick to like just like even work for like an Overwatch League team like be yes. an assistant coach. Yes. <laughs> With esports team. Yes. Dude, it's gonna get big, bro. I really want to be involved with that. I I don't really I don't have any desire to like um, own a or be involved with like a regular sports team. I don't think. But I, esports, dude, those teams were so. They, they you know they sold the teams for like. 15 million 25 million dollars in in the overwatch league yeah that's why <laughs> the, 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 these these nfl owners are like damn we paid two billion five billion dollars for this we could buy a whole team for 25 million dollars fucking league with that in, a, in a huge growing market when football is practically dying it is it really is, man. I I feel you know? like people there's there's always there's all that brain trauma and yeah everybody's worried about that. And you think football's ever gonna really go away though? 
uh, it's going to take, it would be a long time before it goes away, but it's, I think it's, I, I, I don't know, but I don't, I'm not sure about the numbers of it, but I just yeah. feel like it's not, let me put it this way. Like the growth of esports is, is, is much larger than, than traditional sports. hundred percent. The potential. Cause it's, cause it's so small. What other games do you play, dude? Um, I, I played RuneScape and World of Warcraft. RuneScape. Before. Uh, yeah, I was like a guild master in World of Warcraft. I had a guild and shit. <laughs> See, like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I didn't take you for a person that would be interested in video games like that, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I also had, like, a pretty bad knee injury in seventh grade, and I was, like, out of school for the whole year, and I just played World of Warcraft pretty much every escape. Um, But, yeah, Overwatch is my favorite game by far. It's just, it's, I can't stand PUBG how, how boring it is it feels half the game it feels very overwatch is like action and 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 also like you know what i realized is that so what i like about overwatch that makes it so good too is like um and so action-packed is is also the 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 way you move the characters so in um in in PUBG, uh it's realistic right so when you strafe mm-hmm. left to right there's a little slowdown period and speed up period Okay. That makes you when you so it makes it when you click the key, it takes a second before you move full speed. Okay. In Overwatch, it doesn't exist. So when you strafe left right, it's instant. So so it's it's as Doctor Disrespect would put it, it's more athletic. Okay. You get it? Yeah. You watch? Do you watch him? Yes, I do. You know when he says like, "God, this game is so unathletic." That PUBG because it's slow. Overwatch is is athletic. It's like it's like super precise and and there's a lot of strategy, team okay. strategy in it. PUBG is like random. It's like it's like you you loot up the whole fucking game and you're on a hill. You think you're about to win. And you just get flanked by five different teams and you lose. And you're like fuck. There was nothing we could do about that. It's really that never slow. happens in Overwatch. I, I played PUBG like also you die and respawn and it's. I played PUBG two to three times and it's just really slow for me. As opposed yeah. to like Fortnite, and like I got introduced to Fortnite before PUBG, uh-huh. and it's just, it's just really slow, man. Yeah, I'm not hating on it or anything. What Fortnite? No, no, no. Um, PUBG, PUBG? is it's really slow. Yeah, I I like it in squads because it's more fun, but in solo, it's just really a drag. Yeah, I I I appreciate like the gunplay because it is it is really good in PUBG. Yeah. But the problem is you don't never get to shoot anyone. <laughs> they should make like a smaller map, a really small, like it's whatever five v five map or something like it's that. It's a big map. I feel where with respawns, like like a version of Overwatch, but with someone like that, I'd maybe I would play. Like that's I guess like Call of Duty, pretty much. Um, but are you, yeah, are you a fan of Call of Duty? I never really played it. Ever? Not really. What? I I never played. I didn't play. I I had like a GameCube or whatever when I was a little kid, but. But I, n- I never played a lot of uh, console. Did you play Smash? PC. Super Smash Brothers? N- probably, yeah, probably a little bit on GameCube or something. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I I just I just I I got a I got a PC like a year ago or so. Yeah, about a year ago. You sorry, I I was actually mining Bitcoin on it. <laughs> How, how'd that go did, did you get any <laughs> yeah like, I, mean, I don't even I, understand how that really works i mind like i can't explain it. So, well so i point is i mined like four bucks and and then i checked it later and it was like 35 bucks <laughs> so i was like all right Shit, why not <laughs> but it, it, it's not you don't make that much money mining on a gaming laptop you know what i mean you can make like a whatever 
a dollar a day or something. Um, but but since then I sold that um, and uh, I bought like we were talking. I bought Craig Adams PC. His PC. So that's like a ten core processor and stuff. So. Wait, is Craig not? He's not gaming. Is he? Is he? It's not gaming. He just he's he's over it. Just totally gave it up. Yeah. Dude, Craig's so interesting, man. Brutal. He's an interesting. Brutal on the minimalism. <laughs> No, but I respect it though, man, dude. I respect. Bro, that. he threw out his standing desk, his his, his automatic standing desk, because he couldn't find anyone to take it. Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him though, because like, shit. Just... No, I I like it. Me I, too. I love, I love it. It's tough though. All right, man. how Bitcoin mining works, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Bitcoin mining. Sorry. So so, Bitcoin and all cryptocurrencies, you know, they run on a blockchain based. They're blockchain based currency right so mm -hmm. so it basically you know like when you're transacting in dollars the bank is validating the transactions when you're using your card the bank guarantees you know if if you buy something from uh my online shop yeah you know the the bank is is guaranteeing me that uh or the service that's connected to a bank is guaranteeing me that that money from you is actually real right yeah. and it takes it out of your account because it's mine that's the bank's tech is validating that in in Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, who the people the 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 CPU power that's validating that is distributed among thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of nodes on the network. A node is just a PC that's mining. Okay. So the so the mining is just running the an algorithm on behalf of the currency to validate transactions. You're literally Got just it. lending computer power. That's what it is. To the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. You're giving you're giving your you're giving your processing power to the network and getting paid for it. That's what Bitcoin mining is. Got it. Because in my mind, I thought you were like like chipping so, away and actually getting Bitcoin. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's just yeah. No. So uh, so um, like uh, I see Sam, Sam has those ASIC miners up there. Yeah. Those are those are ASIC stands for um, application specific integrated circuit. Okay. So it means that so integrated circuits like the CPU. Or like the processing unit, right? You could set, you could equate it to loosely, um, and uh, uh, application specific means it's it's specific to one application. So so it's very good at running one algorithm only. That you can't do anything else on that thing, um, besides mine, basically. So it makes it very good at it. It's extremely loud and takes up a lot of power. And no wonder you don't have it on here. It's like, it's like, that's how it sounds. Like, I thought it was like a fan. It's like, it's like, it sounds crazy. But anyway, those, those are really good at mining, but I, I mined, uh, uh, just on my, on my GPU. How long did it take you to get those $4? Um, with my old laptop, I think it took like two days or something, three days to get four dollars. I think so, which became thirty six. Yeah, right, right. Um, I was able to mine like I, I started mining this other coin called Vertcoin that's actually ASIC resistant because the okay. algorithm is different. Um, so with the problem with the problem with ASIC, the problem with co coins that use algorithms that can be mined with asics mm -hmm. is that you get that you get centralized mining locations you get less because like the, the you know the mining the mining um operations in china and stuff i know about them like right. of, of them they, they have that there's there's just millions of those you know okay. thousands of those um which is kind of defeating the purpose of decentralization yeah because then it's in you know what i mean so it's actually better it's actually better for the integrity of the network in a way um, and the mission 
of of crypto if you have more less if you have more or less powerful computers if you have like you know sam's computer as mm -hmm. one node and you know this computer as a node my computer as a node it, and even though they're they're uh you know we only have whatever a gtx 1080 or something in there you could have more nodes and it's more decentralized so that that's the criticism of asics and then also basically it makes it better for the people with this the gpu mining so because if you're mining on an algorithm that um is asic that's really good that that asics are really good at you're at a disadvantage you're going to get paid less but if you're on a, an asic resistant algorithm which is going to be a different coin then you're only competing against other gpus got it no man it's interesting all that stuff i'm gonna, I'm gonna put that explanation on my youtube channel no please do man kidding. please <laughs> no a lot of people don't know what any you're of gonna hit me is. up like chris the crypto expert dude a lot of people don't know Anything about cryptocurrency? Yeah. So the way the way I learned that is, so see that my, the point of mining was not I wasn't trying to make a profit mining, I was trying to learn. I was learning that what I just said. I just I, I used it to learn how to how it works. Yeah, a lot of people don't know how it works, including me. But I, I have I have a few. Um, I I know some people who have been mining for like years. Like, did did like, you get involved in the crypto game early or? No, I'm not involved at all. Really. Okay. I I. I'm only involved from a standpoint of like I know people who work in it and I uh, know some venture funds that are, do a lot of crypto and we're trying and, and, and I'll do their merch. That's basically it. Yeah, Yo, you're the merch guy, man. <laughs> merch. Yeah, like uh, one, one of our advisors actually connects like um, brands to startup events and he's like transitioned into almost all crypto now. But yeah, I know like uh, like um, who's a. Who's a crypto crypto like Troy Osinoff? You know him? No, no, I, I don't know. Any shout out, shout out Troy, right? So, so Tro <laughs> Troy was like mining Litecoin since 2014. Fuck. <laughs> so here we are, is acting like we're you know we're 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 new on the block. Fuck. And then, but and then there's, there's people who've been mining it before him, and you know and. Dude. Yeah. I know a couple of people that that made some serious money off of like if you learn Ethereum like if. If you, if you can if you remain extremely educated on like cutting edge tech and put your money where your mouth is, you'll win. But people don't do it. No, a lot of people don't. They're scared, dude. A lot of people, like I'm scared. Shit, you know what I mean? Right. No. Well, yeah, because it's, it's it requires you know a bold move. Yeah. But people aren't good at that. No, man. People like safety, and and I don't blame them. I totally don't blame them. Yeah. But I get it. Exactly. I get it, but I would never want to live it. Um, we do a we do a thing at like the end of the show where where there's I don't know how many people are watching, but we we ask questions and and see if they have it if the viewers have any questions for us. Okay. Do, you, do you have any questions for me, Chris? Like I feel like um, this, you know what I mean. Like feel free to ask and yeah. What so what what are you what are you working on? What am I working? Yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm um, working on this podcast. I'm working on three six eight. Um, what are you doing? What what what's what's, what's the project at three six eight right now? Well, it's mainly just building stuff, man. Because okay. like, there's it's the studios. There's Pod we're building. Rooms? We're we built two podcast sets, um, and we're just basically getting everything straightened out, man. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's right now. It's a blank canvas with a lot of potential. You know what right. I mean? So we're just really building out the space, and just making improvements to the building itself. Because there's how, a lot how, of. How did you meet these guys? Okay, so the, my story is, um, the way I, I got involved with this whole thing is I used to be a commercial photographer in New Jersey, 
Um, I quit my job. I wasn't really happy with... I just felt like I needed to do something else. And I was a big fan of Casey's. Like, huge fan. 300,000 subscribers. I was I was just watching him. I forgot how how I got introduced to him. But I remember just watching his Mercedes commercials when he had, like, 300,000 uh-huh. subscribers. And I was like, whoa, this dude's videos are dope. <laughs> and then so I remember he had his address out. He would give out his uh, studio address and tell people to send in self-addressed envelopes. And he'll send you stickers. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so I, I know where his studio is. Um and so I actually came here and I snuck into the building <laughs> and I knocked on the door and I asked for a job. What the hell? Yeah. That's the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. But this is before like people were doing this at all here. You know what I mean? Like there weren't there weren't there weren't anybody out, there wasn't anybody outside. There was only me. And this I was is, like, so when was this? This was like three and a half years ago. Okay, okay. And um the first time I came in <laughs> Uh, Casey's partner Matt opened the door and I asked if I could talk to Casey and he was like oh Casey's Hackett? here yeah Matt Hackett okay. and then he was like oh just email Casey and I told him I was like oh it says strictly on his website not to send uh, emails regarding work and Matt was like oh no he'll he'll respond he didn't respond so I came back the next week and I waited for Casey in the stairwell and he finally came out and then I had like 10 seconds to talk to him I introduced myself. I said, I, I, I just want to work with you. Not just work with you. I want to like uh, help out in any way I can. I just want to surround myself with with creative people mm-hmm. and hardworking people. And then he, I remember he, he touched my shoulder and he just goes, Miguel, I'm running really late. I have to go. And I was like, fuck. Okay. And then like he's running downstairs. He's like, you need to talk to Jack. And I was like, who's Jack? How do I get in contact with Jack? By this time, he's already down the stairs. He's like, I don't know, man. Figure it out. And I was like, fuck. And then this guy walks through the stairwell again, this other guy. And I turn around, I'm like, hey, are you Jack? And he's like, yeah, I'm Jack. <laughs> and then so. This is crazy. And then so I gave, I, I contact, I, I connected with Jack. Um, he was like, what? yes, send me your your resume. And he told me, he was like, yeah, there's there's no real positions open at Beam, but we're, we have a janitorial spot open where you'll just be cleaning the studio. There's no contact with Casey is you'll be doing a lot of like grunt work are you okay with this and i was like 100 percent. and so i started out as an intern and then became like casey's studio manager and then became beam's office manager at the same time and then i'm casey fully moved me over to beam to be like the dedicated beam office manager and then i became uh, an associate producer for beam and then beam went under there was three people that got fired or laid off and me and jack worked two out of the three okay and then casey pulled me aside and was like hey man i'm doing something with this space uh and i'd love for you to be involved and i was like he's like are, are you down with that and i'm like yes 100 percent." <sighs> that's really one of the craziest hiring stories <laughs> i've ever heard but absolutely and like craziest nobody nobody try that nowadays because it's it's not like that like there's yeah. there's so many kids that are waiting outside and there was a video that Casey put out of this kid I that saw. wouldn't leave. I saw. Like, that's not how you do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the one. So, I'm basically the one fan that got through. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, that's how I know. Like, I don't. T- like, see, that's weird. Like, I don't tell the story to a lot of people. I haven't told the story a lot. Just to, like, <laughs> not encourage that kind of behavior. Right. You well, know what it, I mean? it's. Yeah. It's too. He's too big now. You know, yeah to work yeah so the timing just happened to work i talked to jack about it on the podcast and i was like dude how come you and and bodyguard sam will come over real quick yo you know? 
Dude, no, but that, was some, some, that kid was kind of, that was crazy. Like, people don't realize. Yeah. People don't. I, I mean, but, you know, I mean, to be fair, though, you know, he has 9 million fans. Yes. And his address is public. Yes. Can't yes. be, can't be so shocked. No. Know? No, not you know? at all. No. I'm actually, I'm actually shocked that he hasn't gotten, like, you know, more. Yeah, it wasn't worse. Else, something else. Uh, exactly. You know, it, I mean. For the most part, man, people are nice, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people are, are, are. Yeah. But even when you're talking about 99.9% of people, at that scale, there's still a lot of people that are in the point one. Oh yeah. You know? So, like, um, uh, I'm, I'm shocked he hasn't gotten, like, attacked in the street or yeah. something. Like, seriously. But yeah, that that's that's how I got involved that's, in this. That's so cool. In this in this whole space, and that's great. I, I would never try that. I don't, dude. I was I, my strategy is the, is like the opposite, dude. I was in the stairwell and I was so fucking nervous. I was like, this guy might just punch me and just tell me to get the fuck out. What are you doing here? You're trespassing. You go to the you go to the news case. He likes that punch no, you in the face, dude. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was terrified. I was terrified. But then like I, I just. I just had to do it. I just, I just really needed to do it because I thought that I would regret it if, if I didn't just try. That's man. really, that's really gutsy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could never wait downstairs Fuck. of you know Kanye's house or something like that. Never. Me neither. I, I, I didn't think I could, but dude, it was, not the case. He was Kanye, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you but know, yeah, something like that. That, that's how I got. That's how I got involved with them, and now I'm, now I'm managing the space. And how long have you been working now? three and a half years and now nice. i'm managing the space for 368 like where we're because when i was at beam i was the office manager and i knew i built the whole space out basically by myself mm-hmm. and and i know the space like there's a lot of there's a lot of things like messed up in that space like we have a back window that we're trying to repair and we're going we have to go through like historical landmarks because that's what? a historic building and then like they need to build really? the window exactly what like, is a historic building um three three six eight oh yeah, this this whole block I think is like historic uh, historic buildings, and so like there's very it's very limited to what you can yeah, do. And, protected, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like it's a lot of logistical, boring stuff that I take care of at three six eight, but Got it's it. the shit that needs to. So get So who's done. the whole team? Oh, Casey's Casey's gonna. There's I, Casey said that there's five of us. He's he's gonna he's gonna put that out. And okay. right now it's me, Patrick, Casey, and then he has like he has his partner and. Got it. But he's gonna expose everybody in, in in a bit. He'll introduce the team, and cool. Dan Mace, dude, shout, shout out to Dan. Mace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you met Dan? No, dude, he's he's an awesome guy. I don't know. <laughs> no, and yo, it's crazy. I didn't know. I just found out recently that like Sarah Dietschy and John Hill are in yeah well, this building, like right, right above right above us, right above you. Yeah. See, that's that's wild that this building has so many fucking creators, dude. Yeah. It, it's a creative building. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I think. I mean, I know there's like, uh, um, Oscar. Yeah. But I, I don't know who else. Oscar, this this guy, uh, Dylan with Dream Machine. They have like a video production company over there. Okay, it's a lot of video. Yeah, and, and then there's uh, Irving Harvey. They're they're uh, like a colorist company. Oh. Uh, like they do they do color, and then like everybody just collaborates films? and like. Interesting. They, they do commercial shoots. Uh, Dream Machine. Colorist and, for films. Yeah. Yeah, man, and commercials and. So it's a lot of like film and tv production yeah man and like in the space interesting it is man it's wild it's yeah wild colin do, is is there are there people watching right now uh yeah we got oh that's colin by the way colin yeah. got a mic today yeah we're, oh hey we're using this mic now. uh yeah we have like seven people watching we have a couple questions okay cool yeah man go through them yeah sure yeah, I'll put them up on let's go guys. totally 
Yeah, and then I don't want to take up more of your Memorial Day, man. You know, Jadar has one, and like some other ones you guys can do there. Stop doing anything. Uh, PUBG is bomb. Overwatch gameplay is a smoothie. What? Never played Overwatch. Looks so good. Oh, Boris, Boris, what's up, man? Uh, question for Chris: How would you go about distributing mobile software that has a key element of people interacting in person while using the application? Hmm. Hmm. Like an like an app. I'm I'm, I'm assuming. I guess. Um, that's hard. I mean, you, 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 uh, I, I, I would say you need to, you probably need, you probably want to create the, uh, you probably want to create those opportunities to meet up yourself in the beginning. Like, like, so if you have an app, you know, obviously you want to, you want to, you want to have the SEO as good as the app store SEO as good as possible to get a lot of downloads. And then you want to maybe create, like throw the meetups yourself where they need to meet up. So if they, if it's, if it's like a trading app or something like, host a trading event around it like every month or something to start that's my advice was there another question colin uh i don't think so everyone's just commenting on stuff dude i love that you have a mic bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i love that you have a mic no nah, it's mostly people just it's it's all people we know for the most part like watching live cool cool cool, cool. kid ox noah tondari i know those guys yeah, yeah right Boris John, Apple. Johnny. Yo, Boris, I killed you in PUBG last night. Damn, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But then you got he got me back. We were you guys this. you guys all play. Like you played with Colin, right? <laughs> yeah, we were playing last night. Oh, that's you? You're correct. <laughs> yeah, dude. You didn't know that? I, no. Nobody ever knows that because no, I never dude. say it. I never say it. No, I did not know. No, I never say it. You know I did not so know. For the longest time, uh like I was in here like helping Sam shoot videos and stuff like that, and he never like he didn't know. Like I was, I was, I was talking up to him online and playing video games with him, and he's like, "Whoa, what the hell, Colin? You're, you're this guy." Like, that's why. Like, I mean, dude, you're talking about like wow and stuff like that. Gaming is integral, like, or is so important for like building those relationships and stuff like that, especially in the tech space. People love that. I like how I'm the recent follower, but I'm the guest too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Yo, thanks for the follow, Chris. Yeah, I appreciate go, that. Dude. Really, really appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I think we'll wrap it up, man. I mean, did, cool. did you have any other questions? Um, dude, I really, no. I think your story is amazing, bro. You're really inspiring. The fact that you're you're out there like hustling, homie. You really are. And when I went to your event, it felt really solid. I was looking, I was like, oh shit, there's... It was good, right? Yeah, man, like, it, it was really done right. And yeah, it was I mean, really I feel, impressive. I feel, I feel like, I don't know. I To me, it's not that hard to throw a good event, you know? No, you it's just gotta like, put in work, dude. It's, it's like, the people is the most important part. That's what people forget. Like, it... it if you if we had the greatest people in the world, it wouldn't even matter if the venue was nice or food or whatever. You really, you know, it's yeah. Most important is people go there and they they meet someone who they stay in touch with and they like and they enjoy, right? So, um, and, and you're enabling them, out. and you're exactly, enabling them exactly. So we we do that on a really high level, but then but then also have who what was, what was that? that? Kid Ox donated. Thanks, dude. Again? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kid Ox. Thanks for do we dude. split the um, uh, <laughs> we split the ten bits. I need two. Ten cents, yeah. <laughs> Kid Ox, thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Thanks, Kid Ox. And then, um, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, we, if you create that environment, then that's what it's really all about. Like, But then on top of that, we do have the, the dope venue and the no. nice food and the, the custom graphics on the wall. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, Alex Castro. I manage Alex Castro as well, the the, the graphic artist that, who did, that, that did that. Um, he works at The Verge, too. 
dude and yeah so. i saw the pictures of like when when like the pop-up during the day like you yeah. had a pop-up and there was lines of people out there. yeah yeah yeah, dude. yeah so so what i hope to do is do a similar event for the people that are using showroom like the the youtubers that are using showroom and Got throw it. like one of those sponsored by showroom basically dude you're killing it bro. yeah or especially for uh, hopefully we do one for sarah's uh fall collection dude you're killing it you're killing it man which exists <laughs> yo i have a question for you chris yeah so sure. how are you how are you guys doing this for showroom are you like how are you out doing the competition are you just taking less money as a percentage so that you can get the majority of people using your um well most most or is of, it like chance of like it's it's different in a lot of ways the, most most services are like what up Damn. most services are you either make your own shirt um or you're you're making like one piece to sell this is you can make your own fashion line your whole line that's that's one big difference within but the other than that uh we we take less than most other uh than all the other ones um and uh we also don't do things like advertise other products over yours okay. stuff like that um so like um like if you're like if if you have your own line for this podcast, it wouldn't be advert on other platforms. They advertise like furniture over yeah, yeah, your yeah. own line, which is crazy to me. So, gotcha, cool, yeah, dude, Chris, thanks for being on the podcast, dude. Yeah, you got it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever app you're using. Make sure to follow the podcast on twitch.tv forward slash Miguel Miola to watch the podcast live and ask us questions. Check out our YouTube channel, Sweet206, and follow me on Instagram at Miguel Miola to see when we'll be going live. I do updates on my Instagram stories. All those links will be in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you soon.